0: Hey, what's going on, you guys? This is Tanner here at The Vision Project. I'm glad that you have made it to yet another episode of the VP Podcast. I am beyond blessed that you've made it to our second edition of the series on preaching theology. Hope you enjoy this episode as well. Alrighty, people, are you ready? We've got another subject and prompt to tackle, and today's prompt is preaching's relationship to Scripture. What does preaching look like in Scripture? Do we see it often? Is it a common thing to see? What is the relationship of preaching to Scripture? Now, again, if you have not heard the first episode, I am warning you now. Go ahead and go back so that you can see kind of the foundation of this series so that you're not kind of confused and missing out, or maybe I might sound, you know, like I'm not filling in all the details. I think the first episode and kind of going in chronological order will help you understand kind of my thought process as I go through this train of thought on preaching theology. And again, I am not. An expert on this. I said that in the first episode. So if you listen to that first episode, you understand I'm not an expert, but I am somebody who loves chewing on this subject, learning more about it so that I can become a better preacher. And maybe I'll look back in a couple months or even a year and say, what was that guy thinking? Um, but right now, this is my understanding from my own research, from my own studies in school, as I am attending Moody Bible Institute. This is what I've understood. Stood about the subject of preaching And as we look at preaching's relationship uh, In scripture We need to understand that Sermons, preaching Sermons isn't necessarily What preaching means In scripture Like I had said before Preaching is not reliant on the pulpit The pulpit is reliant to the preacher And the preacher is reliant on the word So as you see that connection As you see That Whatever is coming through that pulpit and entering into this space, which in theater, if you know, is called the fourth wall uh, and breaking the fourth wall. As it breaks that barrier of the space between the preacher and the audience, you should be able to see clearly that this is reflecting an inspired message from the spirit and the word of God. And as we look at scripture, you don't necessarily see a preacher and a pulpit. Now you do hear Jesus speaking in the synagogues, you see him, you know, preaching to the scribes and and Pharisees and sinners and all of this. But you don't necessarily hear Jesus was at the pulpit and he had spoke this, etc. No, the idea of preaching is pretty generic. It means, you know, speaking a message that you feel is needing to be proclaimed. As, as we had talked about and discussed in the last episode, um we talked about that preaching is a scripture inspired message that proclaims inspiration, affirmation, conviction, preparation, and revelation. All of these things should be led and inspired by Holy Spirit and the Word of God. All of those things, those combined together. All of these things should be unified as one effort in speaking and in this process of preaching. Now, as I am preparing for a sermon, as I am getting ready, and as I am spending time with God, as I am really investing in the Word, I need to understand that preaching isn't reliant on the pulpit. And as I have this mindset, I can see that if I look at the life of Jesus, if I look at the life of the apostles, the disciples, and the prophets, they didn't necessarily have a condition Densed and compressed space where they had to have preaching at. No, preaching was not just within the doors of a synagogue or a church. It was to the world. It was going out and spreading this message and letting people know. And really, it's almost a image of evangelizing. Now, it isn't necessarily an evangelistic mindset all the time, but it is going out and preaching this truth that we know to be true so that people may be transformed, convicted, renewing in their mind as it, as Paul is writing to these churches, I'm sure you know he's not focused on this letter that he's writing in the epistles to be spoken in front of you know an audience in, in a pulpit. I'm sure this was spread throughout these churches that he was writing to and not necessarily hyper focused on the pulpit. When we look at Jesus. Yes, he had sermons that he had he had prepared and he was, you know, getting ready to speak and he had spoken it to crowds and maybe they gathered around as if it were, you know, looking like our modern-day church, but Jesus wasn't hyper-focused on that moment in order to preach. He understood that the spirit leads in certain situations like Jesus had to be ready to preach a message Because there were people that were coming up to him, like the scribes and the Pharisees, getting ready to test him. And I'm not necessarily saying that every single answer was a sermon. But what I am saying is Jesus would preach truth and he was prepared to preach truth at any given time. Simply because he prepared himself as he invested in the word, as he invested time with his father Jesus would go and he would, you know, invest time aside from crowds and from audiences and all of that. You can see Jesus constantly living this life of humility, which led up to the point of if somebody had a question, if somebody had a need, if somebody needed a word, I'm ready to speak it. And so as we look at the relationship of preaching to Scripture and modern days, you know, preaching to Scripture It's a lot different. You know, we in our modern age tend to rely on the pulpit in order to preach when really that's not the command. We're not supposed to just rely on this condensed, bottled up space and then preach to a crowd that already, you know, desires to hear a sermon and to be fed. It's almost like this process of being spoon fed. Uh, Francis Chan kind of gives this image of being bottle fed. He's like, I need, you know, you guys come in here you need your baba. Like you come in here and you expect to be fed just by me every single Sunday. That's not what it's about. You know, we are to have this personal, intimate relationship with God. And so if we look at the prophets, the apostles, the disciples, Jesus himself, they did not have a mindset of, I need to be in this specific space in order to preach this word that I know to be true. Preaching was letting people know the truth, letting people know, especially, you know, uh, post-ascension and resurrection and crucifixion, letting know that Christ is crucified. Um, And that's where we're at now. We're in this space where we are preaching Christ crucified. We are preaching the gospel truth so that people may be transformed, encouraged, convicted— affirmed in their way of living if they are christians that are trying to live for christ there are so many different feelings and emotions and responses that people receive from a sermon that we have on our hearts written on our hearts because the spirit ignites us to preach these different words and again these moments of preaching aren't supposed to be reliant on the pulpit they are reliant on the word of God and how we are preparing ourselves to preach these truths to the world. This should be encouraging to us. And in 2 Timothy 4, 1-5, through 5, this is what Paul is writing as he's writing this letter to Timothy. Um, he says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, And by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths." As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. This is the life and the perfect example of what Jesus did. Jesus understood his audience. Jesus understood who he was preaching to, who he was speaking to, and teaching. He knew these people would desire to have these itching ears, as Paul is writing to Timothy He understands that these people are going to fight for their agenda rather than fight for righteousness and understanding that, yeah, I need a convicting word. I need, you know, a word that leads me to transformation and renewing of my mind. Jesus understood the context of their history, the context of their culture, the context of what they had learned and how they grew up. Jesus understood this. He properly reproved. He properly rebuked and he properly exhorted with full of patience and full of great teaching. Solid, biblical, wonderful teaching. And he accomplished that by being a humble servant. This is the preacher. This is who the preacher is supposed to be, is this humble, serving, spirit-invested, living in the scriptures kind of (laughs) guy. This is exactly the way that the preacher should live their life is fully invested in a humble, intimate relationship with God. So if you yourself are questioning or wondering, is preaching in the Bible? Absolutely. Does it come in the way that we conduct it and the modern system that we have it in? Not so often we see that preaching is a lifestyle. Preaching is a way of response. Preaching is living and abiding by the truth of the gospel. Preaching is giving people encouragement. Preaching is rebuking, correcting, teaching, revealing, etc. But it's all for the glory of God. It's all inspired by truth. Hopefully it is (laughs) proper biblical preaching is spirit inspired as well as biblically inspired. And with that being said, we also have a responsibility to make sure that the preacher that is preaching that you are hearing anywhere could be out in the streets, could be, you know, from the pulpit, could be anywhere, could be a conference, could be your first time showing up to church, whatever it might be. We have a responsibility as the audience to make sure that these people are living and abiding by the truth, speaking the truth, teaching the truth, as well as being inspired by the Spirit and inspired by Scripture. And how do we do that? Well, look at 1 John 4. We are to examine every spirit, making sure that it is of God from what we have learned, from what we have been taught, understanding that it aligns with the character of Jesus. But hey, you made it this far. I am so, so happy that you have joined us in the second edition of this series of Preaching Theology. And hopefully you will listen to the rest of the series. You've got three more to go. So go ahead and join us. Click on the next episode as we are ending this one. But before you do that, go ahead and like and subscribe. Share this. Do whatever you can so that we can grow this ministry for the glory of Christ. Hope you learned something today. Give us some feedback. Give us honest feedback, You know whether you liked it or not, or whether you disagree or agree. We would love to hear it. Thank you guys so much, and I'll see you in the next one. Here we go.